I'm Megan. I'm Colin. And this is Pet Sitter Confessional. Confessional. An open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Hi there. Welcome to episode 342. Hello. Thank you to Pet Sitters Associates, our sponsor, and our awesome Patreon members, and our especially our newest one, newest supporter, Brandy. Brandy, thank you so much. We are so happy that you found a value in the show, and we really appreciate you supporting the show and helping it continue uh, for years and years to come because of your support. Uh, if you want to learn more about what it means to be a Patreon supporter and everything that comes with it, you can go to PetSitterConfessional.com slash support to learn about all of the ways that you can help support the show. We have been taking some time to do a year-end push, kind of a little bit of marketing to get in front of our community and other business owners. The past few months for us have been insane. Colin has been down in our other service area, and we haven't really spent a whole lot of time together. But we do have <laughs> a little bit of a lull before the holiday craziness, and we figured we've got some business cards, we've got some flyers, why not go out and do this? Yeah, we wanted to just go out and kind of, again, make ourselves known and seen in our community because we haven't done that in a little while and connections never hurt. So specifically, we were wanting to go into brick and mortar locations around town and again, just say hi, just to to meet new people and to let them know that we're here uh, and to get to know their business and see you know how we could support one another. Yeah, we really love our downtown area. It's undergoing a lot of revitalization and they've developed a a business alliance of sorts for downtown specifically. And all of the businesses help cross promote one another and work together on special events. And it's just a really fun atmosphere down there. And so we realized that there really is nothing like that for most service-based businesses. And it makes total sense because, you know, house cleaners don't really have a, a special place to commune with other business owners or, you know, obviously pet sitters. We don't normally have brick and mortar stores that we can just, you know, pop in and say, hey, I noticed you're doing this great thing. You know, I am too. Do you want to help? You know, we're next door neighbors to each other. You want to d- go in on something? Yeah. And just a reminder of how reliant we are as service-based businesses on social media, on online, having that presence. Because that's really the only time people interact with us, our services, our brand, is when they're surfing the net. They don't see that in and around town or have a set location that they can go to or remember is present there that's a constant reminder of who we are. Well, and it obviously depends on your advertising methods as well. So if you have a billboard up, obviously people are going to remember your name or you know, you're in a magazine that's for your community. There's all these different advertising and marketing things where you can get in front of people, but it's very different than having a brick and mortar store of customers coming in and remembering, you know, your address and where you are and sending people your way that way. Yeah, or a place to gather. So, you know, we were just reflecting on there's this downtown alliance where they get the benefits of a brick and mortar location where people pass by all the time. Just being present is part of their advertisement. Then they have people who can come into the store. It's a physical location, both spatially and in people's minds that helps them remember who you are and what you're doing. And then on top of that, they are, they are, they're jointly working together to raise awareness of not just their own business, but of every single business and entrepreneur in that specific area. And because pet sitters and dog walkers don't have brick and mortar stores, it's definitely hard for service-based businesses to have a high profile in the community unless you are, you know, regularly advertising and promoting your name on 
events or, you know, what have you. But so while we should be reaching out to potential clients with marketing, we also need to be nurturing and fostering those relationships with other businesses as well. And we, we talk a lot about this when we, you know, say, you know, bring donuts to vet offices and make sure that you, you know, go to the groomer that you use for your dogs and say, hey, I'm a pet sitter and, you know, I'd like to collaborate with you. We talk about that stuff all the time. And we've talked in the past about going to events that other businesses have and just supporting them as much as possible. But this is really beyond that. This is looking at the community, the business community at large and going, do they know about me? Does the hairstylist know about my business? Does the coffee shop know about my business? Do I know about the boutique clothing business that's just around the corner? There are groups like BNI and One Million Cups where you can go and present your company's information or you can learn about other businesses, but this is physically going into brick and mortar stores and saying, hi, how are you doing? How is, this is one of the questions that you love asking is, how is business going for you? Is it a little slow right now? Or are you picking up because of the holidays? Yeah, just having a a communal time with them to commiserate on how things are going. And this this is all to build that relationship so that we know what is going on in the business community and that they know about us. They get questions all the time about totally random stuff. In all of my times of talking to shop owners of all varieties, they constantly say, yeah, I get questions about all sorts of things. So I'm so glad you stopped in because now I know who to recommend. And we personally, we want to know about their business as well, because then we get our fingers on the pulse of how the economy is doing and what some of the customer expectations are doing, where their struggles are. And we follow a lot of businesses on social media, but it's really, really great to get a chance to meet them face to face, which is our goal is, again, just to say hi. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just last week, you went into three different realtors. You went into the lady who we bought our house from. Yep. (laughs) You went into just a random connection that you met at One Million Cups, who's also a realtor. And then another realtor was having a holiday party and you took our kids to that. Yeah. Again, I just wanted to come in, let them know who we were, see how things were going with them and make that connection. And that's where this all starts. It starts with being genuine and kind to people. We're not looking to take anything from them. We we want to build something and not just have it be one-sided, which it can definitely feel that way, especially if you're looking to set out business cards or hand out a flyer. You're taking up space in their building that they pay for and getting in front of their customers. I think that was the biggest revelation for me this past week. I don't often do a lot of boots on the ground marketing. I'm usually behind the one behind social media and and doing all of the that sort of stuff for our business, but you usually are the ones going in and it I went with you on a few of them and it was I basically had an epiphany of going they are paying for this space and we are asking to be part of that space. And it's a huge ask, I feel like, because they only have so much window space. They only so much they only have so much space to have business cards on their table or whatever the case may be. But it's a really big deal for to ask them of this. And they they may say, Great, yeah, that's totally fine. And most of them did. We're totally fine with it. You know, imagine if a business approached you and asked to put their logo on the banner of your Facebook page and to have, you know, a maybe a pinned post at the top to their product or service. That is a huge deal. <laughs> and most of us would probably say no. Like you would want some sort of compensation for that. You know, they'll only do that for somebody else that they really connect with. They like and trust and believe that they are what they say they are. So it, it would be a huge deal for somebody to ask, 
I want my logo on your Facebook page. And that's kind of similar to what we're doing here. Yeah, there's that struggle of they have a lot of valuable, it's valuable real estate. It's why they have a brick and mortar business in certain locations. And it is nice where they can display flyers or have our business cards out. But you, you can feel a little, I don't know, we feel a little guilty sometimes asking them, hey, could you put some of our information up for free? On, in your storefront uh, to your customers uh, that you are paying for, and but we it, so there's that struggle of we it's it's extremely beneficial to go out and everyone says oh go out and put out flyers put out flyers put out flyers well what you're actually doing is you're taking up real estate from them in lieu of something else that they could have there and we need to be acutely aware of what that acts of what the ask actually is in that case. And when they say yes, to be incredibly grateful. And not take that for granted because of what they're doing for you. This process is really only something you can do if you are not strapped for time and they aren't crazy busy. You know, they're obviously (laughs) business owners with customers and projects that they have to work on for their own businesses. So, you know, there could be times where you go in and they say, no, I'm, I'm busy. I don't have time to talk about this right now. You know, you don't want to be rushed and you don't want to rush them. When we enter into a business, we always say hi. We always introduce ourselves and we ask them how their business is going. Yeah, I love that opening question, especially after we introduce ourselves of, hi, I'm Colin. This is Megan. We're the owners of Funky Bunch, uh, the dog walking and pet care company here in town. Uh, we just wanted to stop in and say, hi, uh, how's business going these days? It's a wonderful way to get a little bit of insight to them, start them this camaraderie that you have of they go, okay, this is another small business owner This uh, that I'm talking to. We can kind of commiserate here about things. Another thing to do is if you walk into a business that you've never been in, is compliment them on something that you love about their store, their storefront, their products that they're selling, or maybe they're really knocking it out of the part with social media posts that you've been following along. Say, hey, you know, we follow you online. And I love the last post that you had about the product that you just brought in. Where did you get that from? And why did you decide to bring that in the store? these genuine curiosities to start letting them know that I'm I'm here to, to help you and support you and I, I want to know how things are going. Or if you have a genuine need. So we went into the jewelry store a few days ago, <laughs> a jewelry store downtown, because our daughter is thinking about getting her ears pierced and we want to have an open conversation with her. And so we wanted to go into the jewelry store and learn more about exactly what earrings are good for kids and kind of the whole process because it's been a little while since I've been through it. And I have no experience with this. (laughs) So we were able to go downtown and say, hey, can you tell us more about exactly what you provide and how this would look for a girl? And then we ended with, hey, we are another small business here in town. And we noticed that you have a spot over there in the corner with some some cards. Would it be okay if we put our business cards over there? And it really happened very seamlessly in the process. And they were overjoyed to allow us to to do that, especially since we had spent, I don't know, 20 minutes in there having a conversation about this process. And then when we said, hey, can we put our business cards over here? They went, oh, absolutely. That'd be lovely. Thank you so much. That'd be great. Because a lot of times this can feel very disingenuous of like, I'm just going in, you know, especially if you get out of your car with a wad of flyers or a (laughs) wad of business cards, like that is very I'm going to use the word predatory here of, you know, you are going in soliciting, soliciting, you're going in for this specific reason. And you don't really care about me as a business owner. You just want to put your stuff in my shop. So that is something that we definitely want to avoid doing. So while it can feel like small talk, 
you are both business owners. You're both trying to make your way in the crazy world these days. And maybe you guys can give some pointers on how you craft your social media post or setting up a Google My Business. That's what we did with another pet store owner here. (laughs) She had no idea what Google My Business was. And I said, you absolutely need to have this because when (laughs) when somebody goes into Google and types pet store our town, you are going to pop up. Or I was having a conversation with a brand new clothing boutique, and she had no idea about some of the other networking groups that are in our area. I was able to share my experiences with them and recommend some to her that may be beneficial to her. And she was very grateful for that because, again, as as business owners, you don't know what you don't know, especially as new business owners. And if you can share a little bit of insight, a little bit of knowledge that you have or point somebody in a better direction, that is going to improve not just that one business owner's world, but it's going to improve the business community at large. Which I guess is another reason why it's important to have a network and to be part of a network of business owners in your community, but also for those not in that network just to go say hi. Yeah. I, I, I You mentioned it earlier about going and talking to realtors. I absolutely love talking with realtors because they can give you so much information about the local economy for where you are, how things are progressing, if things are getting better, if things are slowing down, what they are doing to adapt and change, what kind of clientele they are seeing coming through their doors. And it really, you can get a lot of insight six months or more before everybody else, just because home sales are a major factor in the economy. And when people moving or selling, that tells you a lot about the stability of where you are. So having a friendship with a realtor can really be extremely beneficial to you to just know what the heck is going on. And going out to lunch with them every now and then is very beneficial. You get some idea of how the local economy is going, and they can take your information and put that in a new homeowner welcome packet about pet sitters and dog care and pet care in the community to recommend to that new homeowner who's just moving there. Or there was one realtor who doesn't do the welcome packets, but he posted our, he took our flyer and posted our information on his personal Facebook page. So that was great too. You never know what kind of things are going to come from this. And if at the end of the day, let's say they don't share your flyers, they don't have a place to put anything, you've just made a better connection with somebody. That's great too. That is huge. Do you know what else is great to have? Pet sitting specific insurance. As pet care professionals, your clients trust you to care for their furry family members, and that's why Pet Sitters Associates is here to help. For over 20 years, they have provided thousands of members with quality pet care insurance. And because you work in the pet care industry, you can take your career to the next level with flexible coverage options, client connections, and complete freedom in running your business. Learn why Pet Sitters Associates is the perfect fit for you and get a free quote at petsitllc.com. You can get a discount when joining by clicking Membership Pet Sitter Confessional and use the discount code CONFESSIONAL at checkout to get $10 off. Check out the benefits of membership and insurance once again at PetsitLLC.com. I had the pleasure of talking with a brand new coffee shop in town. I guess actually it's not totally new. She was working out of a trailer next to another business, and now she has moved into a full brick-and-mortar location. And the owner was so full of energy and almost bouncing off the walls that had nothing to do with the caffeine in the environment. It was just pure excitement. It was very motivating for me to talk to her. I actually walked out of there kind of on a motivational high about business and excitement for the economy and looking forward to new things because of just what she was bringing to the table. Because a lot of times we get focused on our own business and that's another benefit of talking with 
people who are not in your same industry. You catch their energy. You catch their feeling on how things are going, especially new business owners. It's very addictive to be around that and be motivated to do new things in your own business. Because while I was talking with her, I had several ideas come up that just were like, hey, you know, let's do something together. You're brand new here. We're looking for doing partnerships and fun things, making our community more pet-friendly. What could we do? So maybe a dog-themed pup cup fundraiser for the local animal shelter or just having a big part – being a part of her grand opening event in some way to make it a little bit more pet-friendly as a way of helping welcome more pet owners to the area and drawing more attention to what she had going on. Because that's the other thing. As dog walking and pet sitting businesses, because we don't have brick and mortars, hosting events can sometimes be challenging. So we host an event at the local park, but they that may not always be an option, especially if it's during the winter or if it's raining, you know, you want to be able to have these partnerships with other businesses so that you can partner with them and say, hey, you have a brick and mortar store. You are also pet friendly. I want to help with this event. Yeah. Look for ways to make their customers happy. What role can you play as a business in making their customers happy? That's where the really good partnerships start. I think I've talked about this before, but the coffee shop in our other service area where we do almost all of our in-person interviews has a spot dedicated on the counter where we have been stocking with our branded tennis balls and poop bag holders. And every time I go in, the owners thank us for bringing that stuff in because their customers love it so much. They they get a big kick out of it. They they see how it's improving the lives of a pet owner of going, hey, I brought my pet into this pet-friendly coffee shop. And look, there's tennis balls. There's a poop bag holder. That has made a smile. That's put a smile on their face. That's made their lives better. It's made it a little bit more pet-friendly, which I think is a huge goal. So when we're approaching people, we're approaching businesses, no matter whether they have anything to do with pets, we, we that's a great question to ask. What can I do to, one, make this place a little bit more pet friendly, and two, make their customers happy? Because at the end of the day, we want to give more than we take. Because again, if somebody does not take your flyers or business cards, you don't know what they're going to say to their neighbor or their friend who has a pet. You mean, you don't know these little connections that you're making along the way. Or maybe you're just wearing your branded shirt and you walk into a store and you don't talk to anybody at all and you just say hi to the cashier when you're paying for something. <laughs> you know, all of these little things add up and you may not ever see that, but just being grateful for everything. Yeah, if you're going into a coffee shop, you can pick up a small drip coffee while you wait to talk and have some conversations. The, the, the best way, the single best way to be remembered by someone is to be kind, is to be genuine. To have a smile on your face. Just like you're saying there, Megan, if we're out in public, if we're out in the community wearing our shirt, wearing our hats, and we are not interacting well with others, that gets remembered by people. They see how we interact with the store clerks, with the people opening the door for us, with people around town. Everybody that it's very we're a lot more public than we imagine. And especially in the world right now with as dark as times can feel, a smile really goes a long way. Now, I've been in a ton of places the past several months um, in our new service area and our existing service area, sometimes only once or twice. And the thing about that is the baristas, the servers, the, pe- the, the clerks, they don't remember me, but they remember the conversation that we had. And this got me thinking about 
something that we used to do in Boy Scouts is um, it's it's a method that they teach you to help avoid getting lost. Is that if you're in backcountry places, you're hiking a lot, you're you know they're off the beaten path, so to speak. You can certainly place markers, you can place rocks, you can start marking trees, but, and, and this, is, this is real, uh, you'll actually remember your path much better if you tell stories while you hike. Because people love stories and good conversations, and our brains tie conversations, stories, memories to physical locations. And by interacting with people, having a good, genuine conversation with them, they'll remember that for a very, very long time. And that's a very positive impression that you have now made with that person. And likewise, you will remember that conversation for years to come and be able to recall that one little shop around the corner that you can't remember the name of, but you know where it is because you have the conversation with the barista about their time going to university and the problems that they had studying for their exams that year. Those things are very impactful because, again, we're just treating people like people at the personal level. That's what this is all about. But I will say that for you as an extrovert, it can be very, very easy to just chum oh. up somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah that, I do have, yes, asterisks, asterisk caveats here. Um, this is, as an extrovert, this does, I, this comes a lot easier and natural to me. That's why you don't need to be afraid about having just some small talk, some small conversation. Have a few prepared questions to ask about to everybody. I do that. How's the business going? What's the newest thing that you've brought in? How have the clientele been this year? Those convers those a little bit alone, and then you interject how you are feeling with each one of those, that's an entire conversation built in. Or even what are you looking forward to next year? That's a really easy question that a lot of people can answer. <laughs> yeah. And all all through this process, you've built a friendship. You've built a connection. And the next time that they catch wind of a customer or somebody in the store talking about a pet or needing this help with a pet, they'll remember you and they'll be able to recommend you to that person. So as an introvert, <laughs> yeah. I think my biggest tip would be celebrate the small wins. So I'm not probably going to have a very lengthy, flowy, 20-minute conversation like you are. <laughs> or, or, you may, or, or you may not have the time for that, too. That's another thing to remember. Yeah. But so I went up and I said, hi, how are you doing? Introduced myself and just asked, how's business been going? And listen to them and give a little bit of feedback and then say, well, it was a pleasure to meet you. Like, if that is all that I can muster up that day, that's okay. If I never, you know, say, hey, can I, if I don't have the strength that day to say, I really, can I put my business cards in your window? <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, it, it is. Because again, you've made that connection. Maybe it'll happen next time. Because if you do have something to ask of them, remember, we started off by talking about how big of an ask it is to put something in their store. You know, they'll be more open to that the next time you come in because they'll go, oh, that was a person who talked me up for a couple of minutes about how business was. That's great. You know, you may want to, if you want to leave some cards or a flyer, they'll be much more likely to say yes if they have a connection with you and have had a good conversation with you beforehand. When I mean, it's not necessarily greasing the wheels, but you're building a relationship. It's very awkward to just walk in and demand, hey, can I put this up in your window? Because they don't know who you are. They have no connection to you. Yeah, they want to they want to recommend good people, good things, good services. And the only way they can know that is if they get to know you. So instead of just barging in there and demanding this of this, 
build something first. You could start online, right? I know we do that a lot of, we follow a lot of businesses in uh, both service areas, just knowing them, liking their posts, having that little connection with them. So if you can't muster up the the ask, the big ask, until the third or fourth time you go in, that is perfectly fine. Or if you're worried about the opener of how, how in the world do I start this, follow their page first. Then when you go into that store for the first time, you can say, hi, uh, I actually just started following you on Instagram, and I want to come in and you know put a face to a name and say hi and get to know you a little bit. Boom. They can go, oh, you know, I saw that you followed me. Great. Tell me about what your business is. How long have you been here? There's so much that can start from that little bit of seed that you plant. And then if you do have cards or flyers or something you want to leave, but you kind of feel awkward about the ask, (laughs) here is exactly what you need to ask. Do you have a community board or someplace I can leave my information about my dog walking business? You know, it's a much easier way to lead into it and it's a little less awkward. You know, so why would you ask it that way? Well, you're giving them an out if, you know, they don't have a community board or if they'd rather not put your stuff out, then they can say, you know, sorry, we don't have a place for cards. Versus if you were to go in and ask, can I put my flyer in your window and not establish that relationship beforehand? Because then they're denying you as as opposed to denying the concept of a place to put boards and flyers and cards. It's a little bit more abstract of going, hey, do you have a place where other people put things? I would like to contribute my thing to that place as well. Because I've had that happen several times where they've gone, hey, I I don't have a board, but can I have your card anyway? I'd I'd like to talk about it with the, the owner or maybe they are the owner and they go, I'll put it right here by the register. I'd love to recommend people to you. So it can start something for them as well, but kind of giving the broad concept of going, do you have a community board where people can put cards and flyers? And Megan, you mentioned this earlier, but I really like to walk in completely empty-handed, not even anything in my pockets for later as far as flyers or cards, because then I can ask about the community board. If they say no, I say, no worries. It's all good. Continue the conversation and then leave. If they say yes, I tell them I'll go out to my car and I'll bring them in. And I always show it to the person first before I post it on the board. I want them to know what I'm putting up because that way they're comfortable with it because maybe they are. They're, they're not. Maybe they're used to people coming in and, and putting up vulgar things or inappropriate signs and flyers, so they're kind of worried and stressed about that. I want them to approve it being placed on there, that it matches with what they're going for, either their aesthetic, their beliefs, their values, what they want to cultivate. Say, hey, this is what I'm going to put up. I just want to show it to you before I put it up there so you knew what's going on the board. And that way, I'm trying to instill a little bit more trust here throughout this process as well. So some places that we visited, we've talked about this, but a lot of coffee shops, realtors. <laughs> so so many coffee shops. <laughs> um, some pet-friendly hotels. Those are good as well. You know, a lot of times those are one-offs. So if you're not interested in doing that for your business, I would stay away from those. Um, we've also been doing barber shops, any guitar or music shops, because a lot of times they're already used to bands coming in and saying, hey, we're playing a show on this date and I want to put my flyer up. So they are used to that already. <laughs> and then some places that we avoid... Utility poles, um, grocery stores, bus stops, public restrooms, and anything that can is not really where our ideal client is hanging out or that can just be torn down really easily. Or too cluttered. I th- we have all seen the utility poles with 17,000 layers of flyers with staples and all sorts of stuff. They're just jumbled and it just ends up getting trashed. And we really like sitting there and bespokely and thinking, going, what kind of stores? 
would our clients be in? Or what are good places that have good visi- visibility for clients to, to be in? And that's why I like the clothing boutiques, the coffee shops, uh, the realtors. They might not have a storefront where you can put stuff in, but ask if they have a new home buyer's welcome packet that you could include a flyer or cards in. Yeah, I mean, we try to be very intentional with this. Like, you're not going to walk into a Chili's and say, hey, can I put my flyer up, right? Like, <laughs> Or, you know, a lot of big box stores are just not going to do this for you. And we know going door to door isn't a favorite idea. It's not fun for many people. They, we don't get – a lot of people don't get energized by this. It, it can also feel – gross and salesies at times. And just to the point, a lot of people don't like talking to other people. Amen. <laughs> so, so for that, change your mindset about this. You're not selling anything. You're building a needed partnership. And it's very important that we remember that this is a needed partnership. We cannot do business alone. Small businesses need other small businesses. The downtown alliance that we talked about that we've seen grow and enhance and cultivate a culture of community and partnership is something that we can be a part of and we can help contribute to. We need other business owners to have our backs just as we are going to have their backs when things get tough. You are strengthening the local business community by stopping in and saying hi to a fellow business owner, period. That's it. Because again, this is more about the give than it is the take. If you don't ever say, hey, I want to put my business cards here, that's great. That's fine. Yep. And along the way, you'll learn more about your local market. You'll come up with some cool ideas for events and partnerships that will benefit everyone. Yeah. I mean, after the last few days of doing this, we have found ourselves at City Hall asking what it would take to host a downtown dog run. (laughs) which is a really big event that we are finding out. But (laughs) it sounds like fun. And we only get to that point if we start having connections and people who are going to want to help contribute to that. You can only build something big if you have partnerships and you have help along the way. You want to do a big event? Well, it would be probably really nice to have four, five, six, a dozen or more businesses that are going to come along and support and contribute to it as well. And maybe that never happens, but we've made some friends. And I, and I think that as we've experienced over the last year or two years and going ahead into the new year, that's something that is invaluable. So if you have any tips on ways to approach other businesses that don't necessarily feel skeezy or gross, let us know <laughs> because we are always looking for more ideas of how to properly and professionally approach other businesses. Exactly. You can email us at feedback at petsitterconfessional.com. We want to thank our sponsors, Pet Sitters Associates, and our Patreon members for supporting today's show. And we appreciate you listening to this and any of the other 341 episodes that we have done. Ooh, big number. <laughs> yes. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. I'm <laughs> sorry.